Hello, Velo News listeners. This is Dan Cavallari, tech editor at Velo News, coming at you with another Velo News tech podcast. And today I've got Ben Delaney, editorial director at Velo News on the line. Ben, how's it going? Bags, bags, and more bags. I'm doing all right. <laughs> you're feeling How baggy. You? You're feeling baggy today. I'm bagging it up. <laughs> uh, if you couldn't tell, everybody, we're we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, storage today, uh, largely in the form of bags, but there's other options now. Now, Ben, um, you know you've been racing and riding a long, long time. I have too. I grew up uh, as a mountain biker. Uh, you grew up more on the road. Um, and right now, just just for comparison's sake, uh, when I go for a typical road ride, I've got a tiny seat bag. Uh, the Oro Case saddlebag is my current go-to. It's tiny, and I can get my spare. I can get my spare tube. I can get my you know my tool in there. I can get my my CO2 and everything I need for a road ride. Uh, and it's all tucked there neatly up beneath my saddle. Uh, that has not always been the case. Uh, what, what, do you, what was it like when, uh, when you started racing and riding? Where did you store all your stuff? Hey, you want a back-in-the-day story, Grandpa, do you? tell me about oh, it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, probably the, the biggest thing that's changed is the inflation hmm. uh, in that. Yeah, when I started riding, everybody had a frame pump, and we liked it that way. That is that is and alarmingly I, accurate voice right there. <laughs> I, I distinctly remember seeing my boss at the time, Michael Gamstetter, mm-hmm. uh, who was the editor of Bicycle Retailer and Industry News, which I was where I was interning and then working. He had one of these newfangled, then newfangled CO2 cartridges and breakers, and I was, yeah. I remember. Watching him change a flat just in disgust, like what sort of lazy person would stoop to getting rid of you know, like the tried and true frame pump to just use this thing. Now, of course, I couldn't tell you the last time I had a frame pump, right. um, although I still envy a frame pump frame pump from time to time like when i screw up a co2 yeah, in some yeah. way shape or form and now i'm standing by the side of the road with no way to fix it and yep. um you know i've envied the the painted to match frame uh pumps uh, like at uh you know aaron barcheck at mosaic just does some gorgeous work so yeah going down a rabbit hole there but now we have to carry or many of us do carry co2 as well but I think one thing that's always been consistent is in my snooty little roadie world is that tidy, tight and tidy is uh, something to be strived for and appreciated. Mm-hmm. I remember my buddy Cameron uh, using the term tool bag uh, <laughs> derisively to yes. people who, you know, just as a general, like the way you might use the term Fred as a slur, right? <laughs> but if but if someone had an overly, what in his esteemed view was an overly large saddlebag dangling from the rails, yeah, like, sure. oh, what a tool bag. Yeah, yeah. This, guy, this guy's a total tool bag, so. <laughs> and I even feel like that has, I mean, you, you still don't want a thing hanging and, and bobbing around on your saddle, but I think, uh, you know, with all the different options now, it's become more acceptable to put bags on your bike, even road bikes. Uh, and, and not even just underneath the saddle. And uh, you wrote an article to that effect recently, uh, more, more specifically about gravel, where, where the bag uh, extravaganza has really exploded. Uh, but Oh, it's a pandemic. We've got a bag pandemic <laughs> okay. on our hands. <laughs> See, there's real-world problems here. <laughs> it cannot be contained. I mean, you yeah. think it starts to level out, then you look around, and like your friends who, would, who had make, made fun of the very concept the, just the year before and now are... Yeah. extolling the virtues with a straight face of right, right. 
multiple bags. Right. And I, and I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention that a lot of the bag slash storage, uh, evolution on the road and gravel side, uh, was born in part from the mountain bike side. And that's where I, Oh, sure. Take all the credit. Go ahead. I'm grabbing it, man. This is all me. It's all about me. Uh, (laughs) um, but you know, I grew up a mountain biker and I remember, you know, the first few mountain bike rides I ever did, I just wore my school backpack, you know, and, mm-hmm. because I mm-hmm. had to carry, I don't even remember what. Um, but, you know, b- with, with mountain bike tubes being bigger than, than road tubes and, you know, you need a higher volume or, uh, you know, the, the pump is bigger. Everything's bigger. Right. You just uh, need more. There's more stuff, more right, volume. Right. And then you're going out into the woods, so you need a jacket just in case. Um, so, you know, we can't talk about bag storage without talking about Camelback. Uh, yep. which was sort of the, the, the first major backpack storage to be successful. I mean, there's definitely been more before it, um, but Camelback really hit on a, on a good combination, which was hydration and, and storage. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember even doing cross-country mountain bike races with a Camelback on my back. Now, Ben, sure, as a roadie, sure. can, you, can you imagine ever, ever putting on a Camelback and doing a road race? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And I mean, you know, back in the day, I was probably 50-50 mountain road back in New Mexico when it could very easily get out onto trails from, from Albuquerque or Santa Fe. Yeah. Um, so I've got, yes, I'm not entirely opposed to wearing a pack on my bag. But yeah, uh, doing DK a couple years ago, that was the mm-hmm. first time in well over 10 years I would thought about putting something on my bag and on my back rather mm-hmm. and yeah. yeah, it seemed like the, the the bike is a perfectly good place to carry stuff, just to load down that mule. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what what about what, what? So, do you use a Camelback now when you ride? Uh, no. Well, I do. Uh, let me let me clarify. I do if I'm doing like a really long ride where I'll be in the woods for a very long time, or like you know a bike packing trip. Well, even with a back bike packing trip, I probably wouldn't wear one. Um, but like a long day on the bike. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I would totally yeah. wear a Camelback. And what's what's the go-to? I think I'd I'd like to hear, you know, what is your favorite piece yeah. for each of these categories. Maybe not all at once, but just like as we go through this sure. through well, this podcast here. So, so the this is this is embarrassing for me. <laughs> oh, even better! Now I'm yeah. really interested. Now you really want to hear it? I know. Uh, so you know, not too long, probably 2015, 2016, uh, the fanny pack made a comeback, and I was one of the first to be like. <laughs> Okay, I'm not wearing that. <laughs> um, and the first ones, to be honest, were really not great. Um, and, and, you know, it, to me, it always reminds me of, like, going to the mall in the 80s with your little fanny pack, and it just looks stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. now my my go-to uh, currently is the Osprey uh, Savu, which is a they, – they've gotten rid of the fanny uh, in the fanny pack. It's lumbar. <laughs> oh, yes. Lumbar. Forgive me. Yes. Uh, Forgive me. But it's actually, it sits low on your back, which makes a lot of sense. Um, not hanging off your shoulders. Your back is exposed. So you, you know, you're not collecting sweat there. Um, everything about it is just a much better experience. I can still carry a small jacket. I can still carry my tools. And I can also carry two water bottles in it. Um, and and uh-huh. to me, that's, that's, what's, that's what's interesting about mountain biking right now. The solutions that are required for mountain biking is a lot of full suspension mountain bike frames can't fit two Don't water have bottles. room for a water bottle. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. So the, the Savu really does a great job in that sense. It, you know, it, it's just the right size uh, for 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 all the stuff I need, but also the two water bottles is key. Um, and I've I've used ones that have hydration bladders in them, and I don't like them as much because you have to reach down to your belt to grab the hose, pull it up to your mouth, uh, bite the hose, and then yeah. put it back. 
Uh, so it doesn't yeah. quite work. And all of a sudden well. you're coming up on a big drop and you don't have time to get your hands around to reattach it. And you've got a tube flapping around. It's right. tangled up suspension in your real wheel and you're on the floor before you know. Yeah. And I don't need more excuses to fall down. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I've definitely made the evolution from, you know, camelback. And then, you know, at one point I was just like electrical taping a tube to my top tube and, you know, yeah. just to have it. And um, this is just a much cleaner solution. And so, you know, now that now that we can call them lumbar packs instead of fanny packs, I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a matter of a name change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so like you're talking about taping things on. I like, mm-hmm. like many of us like the idea of the minimalist. The idea of minimalism. Yeah. I like yeah, yeah. the idea of being able to speak. <laughs> yeah. Actually, being able to speak is a whole different in story. In theory, in theory, it's very nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, for instance, uh, the specialized bandit. It's not even a pack, but just like a strap, basically, to mm-hmm. affix a, a tube and CO2 and lever to underneath the saddle. It looks super clean, looks great, until a couple rides in the rain or muck or whatever, and then you've got a big mu- mucky system you go to put in a tube, and you, maybe you've acquired some things that are now going to cause you to get a puncture with right, this tube. Right. So I think the you know, taping the tube to a to the frame is something similar. That mm-hmm. well, and then once you untape it. It's it's untaped. You know, you you got to find a place to stow it after you've changed your flat. You know, and that's right? Convenience level not great. And and even those straps, I've used a bunch of those straps like that. You know, you kind of just tuck them underneath your seat. Um, but once you get that flat, then you're on the side of the road or the trail, and you're trying to like do the Jenga puzzle of getting the food <laughs> back into right. the strap. You know, right? It's like at the end of a, a long road trip, like when you pack and everything's clean and rolled and tidy, yeah. fits nicely in your suitcase. By the end of the trip, you're stomping just on the, the, the suitcase. <laughs> The zippers, you know, getting stress tested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like some of the the tool rolls, like what I think of as a judgy, you know, old guy is like a hipster Mm. saddlepack. Like, yeah, it looks neat and rolls up, but, and then you, you know, of course you have to secure it with a toe strap as if you were riding back in the day with a toe strap, you weren't. Mm, Um, (laughs) But yeah, I've had a few that look cool. Like on a long ride coming down a mountain, feel something you know, bouncing off the insides of my legs. What is that? Oh, that's the tool roll that has come unrolled. unrolled. <laughs> dangling dangerously close to the rear wheel. Yeah. I actually, I don't so use... My, my go- sorry, I don't use tool rolls. I use tool, roll, tool rolls. Tool rolls. See, I'm having trouble talking too. It's uh, contagious. Yeah. I like tool rolls when I'm in camp or at the trailhead or, you know, before a race. Um, yeah. Putting them under my saddle, I actually find that they rub on the inside of my thighs because they don't normally taper like a like a saddlebag does now yes uh, so to me the the saddlebag is is much sleeker option now even though the tool roll looks cool and it's actually pretty nice when you're you know when you've got it laid out on a table oh that's great um, right but when it's right. tucked under your saddle not not my favorite not so much yeah, yeah saddle rolls saddle bags are a tough thing to get right it seems like such a simple thing like yeah. how much difference could there be but yeah, yeah. anything with a, a velcro strap that goes around the seat post for me meh, yeah. no way because right. that's Gonna be like peeling it to shorts and like. <laughs> well, to be fair, I one of my favorites, and I wrote I wrote an article in, in Velo News a few years ago called "The Keeper," and one of my keepers is the Jand saddlebag. That's right, and that's got a, that's got a strap that goes around. It, it does. I've had that thing. I bought that the first year I worked at Rose Bike Shop in Orono, Maine. So that was two thousand and one, and I still use it. 
and solid yeah and like the velcro solid. strap is perfect and the shape is great like it's just like this endless tunnel like <laughs> you know, i get like seven tubes in there i bring my kid and you toss her it's in there like, it's like a magician pulling doves and things yeah, out of the hat yeah. like just stuff keeps coming yeah it's great it looks pretty dorky let's be honest at this point with in in the 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 era of low low profile svelte seat bags like the oru case that i also really love the Jan looks kind of dorky, but I'll tell you what, you know, if I was going to be out for, you know, for a long, like I was going to do that hundred mile ride uh, last week and then it was a hundred degrees out and I decided that would be stupid. Um, I think I would bring the Jan because I can bring extra stuff. I can, I could stow, you know, money in there and things like that. And, and it's just a little bit extra, you know, storage space without looking completely, completely dumb, but it does have that Velcro strap, which I, it's still absolutely pristine after what, 20, yeah. almost 20 years. Maybe just you have svelter legs than I do. I do. For me, <laughs> but that strap is a no go. I'm, I'm gonna take that as a compliment. <laughs> I've said it on the, the designs. I had to look up the the model because I've had it so long. But the road caddy, just like a twenty dollar bag, yeah. and it a uh, big velcro strap that just goes on the back of the saddle rails, not the seat post. Mm-hmm. And that's enough to get a tube, a cartridge, a breaker, yeah. and a lever. It's got a nice any, wide any more strap. Than you're out of luck, but yeah, it's got a nice wide strap, so that bag is not gonna it's not gonna shift around. Yeah, yeah, um, it keeps it tight, not rubbing on your legs, but yeah, that's my that's my go-to. So yeah, I mean, so I think that the I think, and a lot of this you got to really understand, as you said at the top of the show, is is really uh, possible now because of the advent of CO two. Uh, you know, we you know we we have less to carry with us. You don't see bikes made anymore with frame pump tabs and things like that. And everything just goes right in your tiny little seat back. And even, you know, there's even minimal. Well, I, th- I think it's kind of the other way. Like if you, you, before you just needed a tube and a lever and you had the frame pump on the frame. Oh, fair point. You, know, you yeah. still have to go. A skinny bag. Yeah, fair point. Fair point. Yeah, that's true. You didn't have to, you didn't have to stuff as much into a, you know, you could just put it in a sock and then <laughs> yeah. tape it up under your saddle. Um, but, you know, I think bags have had a renaissance recently, and that's uh, largely due to two things, really. I would say before before gravel cropped up and really made the bag thing explode, yeah. um, I would say just before that was really bike pa- bikepacking sort of became the big deal. Um, and, and for whatever reason, that, that had its, its renaissance based around the, the fat bike, which sort of reintroduced it, and then everybody got back into thin, mm. thinner tires. But, you know, the bags... And storage became an issue, right? Like, so how do you use the empty spaces on the bike to carry all the things you're going to carry with you on an overnight or two nights or three nights in the woods? Um, and then gravel came along, and all of a sudden you've got things like the DKXL, which, you know, you're on the bike for 350 miles. You're going to need a lot of food. You're going to need a lot of water. You're going to need a lot of support. So how do you use those those voided spaces on your bike um, to, to take advantage of that? So, Ben, you've done a lot of gravel riding, a lot of racing, What's I'm sure you've you've cycled through a lot of different bags. Um, what have you landed on for the gravel setup as your go-to bags? Yeah, just well, preempt this by saying I've never done any bike packing level type gravel adventures. Like I'm I'm a delicate person. I like to go outside <laughs> and play, and then come back inside and shower and, and lay on soft, squishy things. <laughs> so I'm completely ignorant about big bags. Like they see these. You know, things being strapped to the, you know, racks basically yeah. being strapped to the back of seat posts where people are putting in tents and lazy boys and <laughs> the washing machines. I don't know what goes yeah. in there. Yeah, I have I have a lot of those bags. I can speak to those. But let's yeah, let's go. Uh, let's go yeah. On. So for for racing, I guess the 
a camelback chase, mm-hmm. which is, you know, essentially an enduro runner's bag that, you know, sits high on the back so you can still, so it doesn't, I think it was designed that way so it's not jiggling around when people are running, doing long distance trail running. Um, but it works for cycling and that you can still access your jersey pockets. Um, use that for longer events where I didn't have any support. So it was like uh, what is now the Mid-South, what used to be called Land Run. The first time I did that, um, that was the first longer gravel race I'd done. You know, I've done plenty of dirt road road races, but this was um, – so I didn't really understand how the – stop would work how does the checkpoint work and i was thinking oh we'll all pull in have time to top off our bottles and get some new get food from the drop-off points and then get going again and our friend nick legan was like no that's not how (laughs) like if you if you want to be racing like people will not stop at all right and sure enough like the the, i remember the panoracer team in particular had a you know support person to the man everybody that went through had their own friend either a, a buddy or a wife or a girlfriend sitting there handing them a musette so they could take take up supplies on the fly right um i didn't do that i didn't have anybody there um my wife knows far better than to come to a bike <laughs> she's learned her lesson <laughs> hasn't done this for 20 years uh, <clears throat> so i yeah the camelback chase on the back two huge bottles on the on the frame and then chugged a bottle beforehand and that was enough for a, for a hundred mile mm-hmm. race. And then, yeah, DK did something similar, had a, a couple of those chase bags so I could pull in switch bags, get the hydration plus food snacks and tubes in the bags. So that was a quick thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of ridiculous to think about making a pit stop quick when you're out there for what felt like 47 hours. Or trying to, <laughs> well, I saved 27 seconds yeah. by having this bag. Right, right. For us mere mortals, that probably doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but but some of it is just like trying to eliminate some of the forehead slappers. Yeah. By like if you if you pack everything the day before, it just eliminates things you can screw up. I can still screw up plenty of other things, but right, right. like if you're coming in a hustle, like trying to grab this and grab, did I get the extra tube? Did I get the wrong right. tube? You know, just taking that out of the equation. Yeah, yeah. And then like stuff on the bike, and maybe again, this is my like thick legs getting in the way. But the top two bags just bug me. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like when I stand up just to climb or whatever, it the thing will bump my knees, yeah. whether it's, uh, you know, with a type that's underneath the top tube, unless it's super so skinny that it's not really carrying much, and certainly the type that's bolted to the top tubes. Mm-hmm. Like that just doesn't seem like a good place. Yeah. I have, so, more, I have more trouble with the ones that bolt on top of the top tube. Those ones interfere with my legs a lot. Um, yes. The the ones that go underneath uh, the top tube, I, I like those because uh, they don't really interfere with my pedal stroke. And also um, because it's something that because it's something that uh, Rebecca Rush told me, actually, you know, I asked her once, I said, well, you know, what do you put on your bike and, um, you know, what do you bring with you on these long rides? And she was talking about nutrition and she said, you know, if it's not accessible, I'm not going to eat it. And so, mm. you know, mm. if I have to reach back into my jersey pocket or if I have to move my hands far from the handlebars, I'm not going to eat. Um, so, yeah. you know, that's that made a lot of sense to me. And with those down tube or excuse me, those top tube bags that are right underneath the top tube. Yeah, uh, I find it really convenient to just reach down, grab a gel, shove it back in when I'm done and honestly put my phone in there so I can actually take photos and pictures while I'm out, which I never do. Never. Mm. When my when mm. my phone is in my back pocket, I'm really horrible mm. about that. When mm. it's in that bag, it's easy to grab. So to me, that's that's the real winner. And it and, the, and you're you're not worried about your your phone getting dinged up. 
Well, so I have, I, so mine, the one I have, I have a Pro Discover uh, bag that goes yes. underneath from Shimano, if you guys don't know. Um, and it's got two pockets. It's got a main pocket, which I can yep. shove all the, you know, the, the food and the tools that are going to jostle around. And yep. then there's another pocket on the side um, that's like, it's got like this padded inside and you just put your phone in there with the screen facing in. Yeah. And, and it's perfect. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So it's, it's actually really convenient. And, and that's also what I like about the Chase Vest. I know we've, we've, we've touched on that already, but like the Chase Vest also has pockets in the front um, on the straps. So you can really reach your nutrition really quickly and easily without having to reach through back pockets. Um, so to me, that's, that's the key to all of this. It's like you could put bags on there all day long. If, if I you can't if, get to them, it ex- doesn't matter. Exactly. If I can't get to the stuff, I'm not going to use it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I'll opt to check out that pro bag. I like that. Yeah. I, even I even for road rides, you know, I could, as our phones get bigger and bigger and bigger, yeah. um, you just see them sagging down further and further in jersey pockets. And I've had at least one phone jump out on a road ride of, you know, just trying to like tuck in low and hit yeah. a bump. And oh, there it goes, there it goes. $600. <laughs> that was a bummer. Yeah. yeah. But, but I'm worried if I put it into a bag, it would be like, I don't know, bing, dinging around on the, on the top tube. So I'll check out that pro bag yeah i'm into it i like it a lot and um i actually before that on my fat bike i had a, a, a frame bag that filled out the entire main triangle of the of my my hardtail fat bike uh, made by jpax it's a small he's a small outfit here in denver um, yeah and it had the same sort of a, a sort of thing it was like there was this one pocket that was like a narrow thing where you can slide your phone in there and it wouldn't flop around oh, um, cool yeah pretty nifty um, cool. I want to go back to that article you recently wrote, uh, about handlebar bags. I love handlebar bags. <laughs> this is like the confessional on, on the real world right I, now. <laughs> I, I, lo- I love handlebar bags and not because I, I love handlebar bags. I love handlebar bags <laughs> because they elicit such strong and varied reactions from yeah. people I know and total strangers. Yeah. yeah. So now I often have a, a bag on my bike, not because I need to put anything in it, but just to needle people. Right. Just and, to... and, and uh, yeah, so I've I did a cheesy little story on velonews.com the other day about, uh, the handlebar bag as a Rorschach's test. Right. And the Rorschach's test, uh, as you may recall from psychology 101, was a, a series of ink blots mm-hmm. uh, used by psychologists to, to gauge people's reaction to them. Yeah. Uh, and the point is, like, you can, you can show, you know, five people the same exact thing and they could see five very different things. Right. So, well, yeah, you and that certainly played out with the social media response to your article. <laughs> you know, here I thought, oh, yeah, you know, do what you're going to do, man. But then that's one response. And then there's like, yeah, you're just a Fred if you're putting a handlebar bag on the uh, handlebars. And it, it was it played out beautifully. <laughs> it really did. I'll have to go back and look. I haven't looked at any of the, yeah. the social media on that. I'll have to go re-engage. Right. Yeah. I mean, and to be fair, like, you know. I, I'm in a position where I, you know, I test a lot of high-end bikes, you know, that are eleven, twelve thousand dollars. Am I going to throw a handlebar bag on that? But, <laughs> you know, me, I probably would, yeah. <laughs> but most people wouldn't. I mean, what are you paying for? You're paying to go fast and sleek, and you know, and, and all this aerodynamic, this, that, and the other thing. And here I yes. am throwing this big thing on the handlebars, <laughs> totally negating all the technology that they've packed into it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a team of engineers has spent 15 years right. to, to get yeah, CDA down by 1%, and you yeah. just did a 20%. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I feel like, you know, 
by necessity, I, I have to also be wearing jorts uh, and and like a <laughs> you know big glasses and a mustache. Uh, so <clears throat> now we talked briefly about bike packing. Um, I've done a couple bike packing trips. I would love 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 to do more. And uh, a couple of years ago in Velo News, I did an article about my my first overnight uh, bike packing. And I put every bag I could find on the bike. Uh (laughs) Keep uh in mind, this was an overnight. (laughs) I brought everything, man. I had stuff on my my fork legs. I had handlebar bags, seat bags, the whole nine yards. Was this the dead of winter or why were you bringing so much stuff? No, it's just, you know, I had the stuff and I'm like, I'm going to bring it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it's just, why not, right? Um, No, I had actually just gotten back from, uh, I think, from the tour and uh brad kaminsky our, our photo director and uh and some of my buddies we all just decided we're gonna go we're gonna go try it out we've never done it um and so you know we try i had all sorts of bags from ortlieb from blackburn from topeak i mean you name it we just had all these bags bontrager um and i said let's just figure out what works um and so i just brought weight you know there were some bags i didn't even un clip because i didn't need the stuff that was in them because i was only out for one night mm. but, but what i did learn was that uh, depending on where your bag is on your bike, uh, your handling can actually be rather se- oh, yeah. severely affected, <laughs> <laughs> um, which led to a, a very embarrassing fall <laughs> while I was standing still. Um, so one of the things that I did learn, and one of the things that with bikepacking bags um, that I learned I don't like, is um, I don't like bags on my fork blades, mm. which should seem obvious, uh, that putting weight on your fork is going to um, affect the way that the bike handles. And that certainly played out. I put way too much weight. And, and honestly, I forgot one of the bags at home. So I only had weight on one side, which is even, <laughs> just even dumber. Like, <laughs> um, but I feel it like maybe heavy, but at least it's lopsided. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. at least I know which direction I'm going to fall in. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I learned I did not like the fork bags very much, but I do love, and you might've seen this um, one of the, I think one of the first things that everybody buys when they go bikepacking is that big, massive seat bag that goes off the back of your your saddle like a rocket ship. Yes. Uh, Yes. I love that thing. That thing is cool. Um, But fun fact, don't use it with a dropper post. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I'm learning for you guys, so you don't have to. (laughs) Um, You've never been bikepacking, yeah? No. What about touring or, or anything like that on the road? No, the closest thing I've come to that is like doing stage races, like point to point events. Um, but as far as being a self-sufficient human being, no, uh-huh. not, nothing remotely close to that. You know, I've done like camping where there's, you know, multiple rides from the same spot. But as far as lugging stuff around, nope, never, ever. Right. One other instance uh, in which I end up doing a lot of um, bag stuff, and this is why I asked about touring, because from my house to our office uh it's like a little mini tour <laughs> it's, yeah uh, sure it's 23 miles uh, yeah let's talk yeah let's talk about like commuting options yeah like, yeah and and i have a favorite but be- be- before we get into my favorite okay um you know you got what, a stinker i i do uh i do have a stinker and, and it's just a backpack uh i hate riding with backpacks that are like really big and you know when i'm riding in the office i'm carrying a laptop i'm carrying a change of clothes so it's not like i'm just i just have a camelback it's like i have a full backpack sure uh, sure and it sucks i hate it um and so i want to get it i wanted to get everything off my back the problem with that though is that that you know with my laptop 
it has to be waterproof, you know, because it, you know, it often rains here in the afternoon while I'm riding home. Um, it's got to have lots of capacity. And consequently, that means that there's a lot of bulk on the bike. So where do you put all that bulk? Um, yeah. and, and in a minute, uh, not the fork legs, not the fork legs. <laughs> um, so I did, I do have a favorite and, and it's, it's awesome, but it's also expensive, which is kind of a bummer. Um, but Tailfin makes these incredible racks. Um, they're full carbon fiber. Um, and they've got these panniers that hang off and, and they're so easy to take on and off. doesn't add a lot of weight to your bike. Um, and they even make one that's like, um, they call it the arrow pack, which is, um, it's just basically a pannier rack with a big pannier bag, um, and it's tucked behind the rider, so technically it's more aero. Um, I don't so much care about that. Um, I like the uh, the S-series trunk racks with the, the pannier bags, and to me that has just been so good for a couple reasons. First of all, the rack is super easy to take on and off like mm-hmm. within sec. I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. two levers, it's off. Um, the bags are waterproof, they're durable, they're perfect size for, for what I'm doing. Uh, they come off and on the rack easy. They're they're easily my favorite, but you're, you you do pay a lot. I think it's like the rack itself is like 150 bucks, and then the bags are a lot. <laughs> I don't remember exactly off the top of my head, um, but that's yeah. been my but, favorite. But but if you're if you're committed to it, well, if you're for, saving yourself gas or potentially even a car payment, yeah. And I would say if you're if you're doing a long commute, like I, so it's 46 miles round trip. You yeah. know, to me that's you know, and I like it because it's my workout you know, every day when I, when I do ride in. Um, but you know, it, it's expensive, but it's also like, that means I get to leave my car at home, you know? Right. Right. Uh, and I did it. I last summer when I was actually going into the office, um, you know, it was, I was doing it a lot. So it was definitely worth it every penny. Um, what about you? What, you know, your, your commute to the office as well, like four miles, not even. Oh, not even, not yeah. even. Yeah. So for that, yeah. Throwing on backpacks. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, yeah. You know, jeans. Yeah. Not not getting uh not getting shamed up for that. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I lived in California doing a longer, you know, twenty mile commute. Then yeah, backpacks are annoying. Yeah, sure. Yes. How how about bags that aren't bags? Storage that mm. you know we're seeing integrated into the often the bike frame itself. Yes. Yeah. What's what's your take on that? So I, I would I guess one of the ones that comes to mind uh, that I saw before any of the others was uh, Specialized had their SWAT system. Uh, yeah. which we used to call the SWAT purse. Uh, <laughs> it was, and it's just like a little storage container essentially. Um, and I, I didn't love it. Um, BMC. So that's, that's like a, like a plasticky or like rubbery plastic. Yeah. Clamshell that sits down on top of the, the bottom bracket. Yeah. And it's under it, the water bottles. I didn't, I didn't like the location. It was hard to get to. It's near your chain rings. Um, couldn't fit a whole lot in there. Um, wasn't my favorite and bmc's got a similar system right now um and and you know bmc is interesting because not only do they claim that it's you know added storage but it's also it adds an arrow faster element. yeah it's and it, which which does check out if you if you read up on some of the 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 data that's out there about that area of the bike um yeah. but it's just not very convenient for storage um one company that is pulling it off i would say exceptionally well is trek uh with their launch of their domani last year uh, there, the, the, it's really, it's a cool system. Uh, it's not perfect, but it is a cool system. So the, the, the water bottle cage on the down tube, there's a little lever and you push the lever and the whole thing pops off and there's a big hole in your down uh-huh. tube and, uh-huh. you, and you can shove a tool roll up there and a tube and everything. And there's plenty of storage in there. It's really cool. Um, I actually do quite like it, but, uh, one thing I did find, 
uh, when I got a flat one day, is that once that tool roll is up there, it's kind of hard to yank it back out. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so it was a little bit of a wrestling match to get it out. Um, but uh, but I do love the idea of storing things inside the frame, which is it's a void anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, so it's a, a space that doesn't get used. It gets it off your back. It gets it off your seat posts so you can integrate yeah. a light into it. There's a lot of great advantages to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked on that concept for sure. Like the, the 2021 specialized diverge gravel bike has something similar in that the, the down tube bottle cage flicks off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's, yeah, the, yeah, it's an empty down tube that you can access. And then there's like a little, little bag with a, uh, loop to grab it, to help you pull that thing out. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I've just had this for a month or so. So I'm curious about long-term durability. Right. It seems like you know, plasticky, rubbery latches look nice and they're light, but like, how's that going to hold up to road grime and right. power right. washing, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I was, I was, I was storing in addition to flat fixings, uh, tucked a little Castelli shake dry jacket in there also. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was cool. Just like I set it and forget it. And it keeps the bike looking nice and clean. So yeah, yeah. Well, and and you know, even going further with the integration, going back to giving credit to mountain bikers, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. companies like uh, One Up and and Wolf Tooth, they've been making really nifty. And there's a lot of them out there. They make really nifty tools that integrate right into the bike. Uh, yeah. Like for example, One Up's got their their like, EDC system that it's like a stem cap, and you yes. pull it out, it's got all your tools in there. Um, yes. And Wolf Tooth does one that goes right into your handlebar ends. And they've even got one for drop yes. bars. It's really nifty. So the yes. idea of, of using all those voids in the bike where it's basically just wasted space otherwise. The trick there is, is you know, making it accessible quickly and easily. And that, that's where I think a lot of people get or a lot of designers get tripped up. Yeah, you can use that space, but can you use it in a way that, that actually makes sense? And to me, that just goes back to what Rebecca Rush said was like, if, it's, if you can't get to it easily, you're not going to use it. Right, right. Yeah. Or like if it's if you've completely compromised on the design of the thing, like you've got your Allen keys, but they're one centimeter long or something. Right. So you have zero <laughs> leverage is like, okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's all about real world applications. I mean, the, the, the true test for any of this stuff is really when you're, you know, you're 70 miles into a ride, you're tired and you're on the side of the road, you know, and it, does the idea of getting your tube out of whatever storage system you have make you tired and want to like just stop and, <laughs> and drink a beer on the side of the road or, you know, or is it quick and easy, you know? Um, and I think that's the, the true judge of success for any kind of storage. Um, and then and I think that's why backpacks have really been successful up to this point, like camelbacks, because you can just, you just pull it off yeah. Um, you yeah. know, with all its faults and with all the, the bulk and the, and the heat and everything is, it's just so easy to use. Um, but, you know, I think there's there's lots of other options out there, and I've been pretty stoked with some of the integrated stuff. Um, what are we forgetting about bags? Anything? Have we, have we basically solved everybody's storage issues? Yeah, I think, I think we've, we've shaken the bag <laughs> and all its contents onto this audio floor. Yes, yes. Well, Ben, thanks. Well, so, mate, how, about, how about just like a quick run-through of like, what, you know, what, what are your, your bags now, top to bottom? On, on all my bikes? I want the Dan Cavallari endorsement. Oh, man. Like, what is your favorite saddlebag? What is your favorite <laughs> camelback? My, my Dan bags. All right, let's see. Um, I do like the camelback chase for uh, if I was to race gravel uh, or if I'm just going out for a quick mountain bike ride. 
Yeah. Um, but honestly, even for a quick mountain bike ride, I would probably use a hip pack, which would be the, so far my favorite has been the Osprey Savu. Uh, I yep. just, just got a new one in from Thule, so I haven't tried it yet, but I'll let you know. Um, and so that's my, that's kind of my mountain bike setup. Um, yep. Gravel, I really, like I said, I really like the Pro Discover series bag uh, that I have on my, my top tube. Uh, that's been really handy. Um, on, on the top tube or under the top tube? Under, under the top tube, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. they do also make one for on top of the top tube. I actually ended up taking that one off for the very reason we talked about, which is that I hit my knees on it. Yeah. Um, bike packing, uh, I have several. Uh, and actually, i got to give a shout-out to Topeak uh, here. They've made some really excellent bike packing bags that I've been pretty impressed with. Uh, I have some Ortlieb ones that are great as well. Um, but I, I actually, for the, for the price and for the functionality, the, the Topeak ones are excellent. Um, and then for road, uh, like I said, I've got two seat bags that I, I mostly use, which is my, um, my uh, Oru case seat bag, saddle bag, yep. which is 30 bucks, man. It's great. It's awesome. It's the perfect size. Uh, and then my old school, bought it when I was a poor college student, jammed seat bag. Can't do without it. <laughs> Solid. What about you? Probably just the, the two things, the, the Lazine Road Caddy, $20 under the saddle, just one big fat Velcro strap and a big zipper. Uh, and then Roadrunner is a outfit out of Los Angeles, mm. makes a burrito handlebar bag as a mm. soft side. And the Burrito Supreme is the one that I like to use for two things. One, uh, lugging a bunch of stuff around like when we're filming you know mm-hmm. i can put a gopro chest in there and extra batteries and extra like if we're doing a big mountain thing extra right. clothes in there um but that's not an everyday bag it's the burrito supreme and the right. burrito is like the smaller one so yeah. really just those those two are my go-tos now but i am interested in checking out that pro discover yeah. um just get the the cell phone off the off the back it's 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 definitely worth checking out for sure well, that's, uh, I think that you made me feel kind of high maintenance because I have so many bags, but, <laughs> and you just got those too. But, uh, you know what? I like, I like my bag obsession. Well, we can, you know, compare and contrast how yeah. many, you know, calls of shame I've had to make <laughs> stranding myself versus, yeah. uh, how yeah, many yeah. times you've dealt with your own problems and peddled yeah. home. So yeah. well, let's pod for another time. <laughs> ben, thanks for joining me today. Appreciate it. Yeah. Good chatting. And for those of you listening, if you have questions about this episode of the podcast or any of the other Velo News podcasts, please do reach out to me, dcavallari at velonews.com. You can also reach me on social media at Brown Tie Dan. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Ben, where can the people find you? Strava, baby. Ben Delaney. Ben Delaney on Strava. All right. Uh, Thank you all for listening today. And uh, if you have bad questions, like I said, please do reach out. Otherwise, we'll catch you next time on the Velo News Tech Podcast.